we know there are dumb things you bought. Just admit it. Just come clean. It'll feel so good to come clean. <laughs> Five Hail Marys and your gear acquisition syndrome has been absolved. <laughs> Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. So as we've talked about at length over many, many episodes. We, we talk about everything at length. Well, <laughs> but this, this in particular, the gear category might be one of the most at length of any of the categories on the podcast. And we've bought a lot of cool stuff. We talk about our favorite stuff very frequently. Um, we do. But what we don't talk about a lot is the bad and maybe the ugly. No, no, no. no. Occasionally believe it or not we do make bad purchasing decisions are we are we emptying out all the skeletons in our closet this week i think so i think and i think many of these things are literally just sitting in closets oh um, oh okay this okay. episode we're going my to house talk doesn't about. have any closet so all of my bad decisions are out on display on a shelf it's oh lovely yeah when you move to the new studio now you've got now you can display <laughs> all of your all <laughs> bad of your bad decisions. decisions but yeah this week uh we're talking about the worst things that we have bought uh, as oh. photographers slash videographers i suppose all right I'm, yeah. I'm gonna need to think because i've bought some truly stupid and useless things in my day mm-hmm. <laughs> me too me too okay i have one the very first one that comes off the top of my head which people are probably gonna argue about is a green screen yeah, that's uh, the first thing for me, too. Um, as we have mentioned a few times, uh, <laughs> we we uh, ha- don't like... One of the green screens I own is one of the things that we don't like, which is going to be the honorable mention, which is behind me, actually. The Gray Void. Uh, <laughs> is an, the X-Drop green screen? Is the X-Drop. Um, Stuart, how many times have you used the X-Drop green? I have literally never used the X-Drop green. So when I got it, I... I got two backdrops at the same time or three. Um, yeah, I got them like as you a You got bundle. a gray, a white, a and a gray, green. a white, and a green. And I'm like, oh, why not? You know, I'm I'm doing this. Just get the green as well. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use it, right? Uh, no, uh, I have. I, I don't think I've ever used it. <laughs> it just sits, uh, sits in the closet. Um, uh, and I have other green screens, too. I've got uh, pop-ups and stuff like that. Uh, they're just a hassle to set up. I, well, I get the I... utility, but... <laughs> I just bought about $1,000 worth of different backdrops. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that won't be a bad purchasing no, decision. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, but when it comes to green screens, I actually own three of them, and I don't use them ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I so, would say I own three or four as well. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the first one is I bought a pop-up that is gr- mm. chroma green on one side and chroma blue on the other. Mm. The problem with this pop-up is you can't shoot a full-length person on it. Um, you either have to shoot a zoomed-in headshot horizontally or like... Um, or like waist up vertically and the person can't like move their arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty limiting. Um, I ha I used it. I want to say in the time I've owned it five times and two of those were in the past month. So like it's starting to get a little more use, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was yeah. a, 
That being bad. said, um, yeah. it's hard for me if if you do want to experiment with green screens, it's hard for me to still not recommend pop up green screens because they're so cheap. I feel like if you're going to experiment with them and decide I don't really like doing green screen stuff, that's true. Then it's like at $100. least it's cheap. But are you really going to use it? I, I so, mean, maybe you will with the with more work from home stuff. So but. the second one that I bought, uh, it was on sale for fifteen dollars as a full ten by ten. Oh wow! And I'm like, that's worth it just for the fabric. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, newer was having a sale on Amazon. They're like, hey, buy our buy our green screen. Right. It was hella cheap, and this was at the beginning of the pandemic. But then it took like four months to actually ship me, and then I stopped doing green screen stuff by the time that yeah. it actually came in. Uh, so. That still hasn't been opened, but, you know, $15. And then the third one, I technically didn't buy, so I guess you can't say it was a bad decision. But uh, in one of my Facebook groups, someone said, hey, we have a roll of green seamless, but we are not in in in-town production. So someone who actually lives here in Seattle, please come get it from us or it goes in the trash. And I said, ooh, dibs. At least it was free. It was free, but it takes up studio space. Uh, I'm sure I'll use it. One day, now that I have auto pulls with rollers, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I didn't have a studio before, so I literally never opened it. <laughs> yeah, green screens just like one. Are you really going to make green screen content frequently enough that that is worth it, at, at, if at all? Um, and two, they're always like the wrong size or the wrong shape or too small, unless you can put in literally a psych wall where you can you have this huge area. It's always annoying. I mean, like, the green screen for this one is similar to many pop-ups. The edges of this are just barely off-camera. And if I put my arms out, my hands are now clipping on the outside of the green screen. And that's just useless for any stand-up kind of stuff. Yes, it does technically cover me completely when I stand up, but not my arms. And you gesture so much when you're speaking or presenting something or at least I do, that it becomes largely useless. I don't I don't know how long we've been talking about green screens. It's probably been a good four or five minutes now. So I'll don't add one. one last thing, and then we'll <laughs> go on with our list. <laughs> Rather than, I shouldn't have bought a green screen. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you are doing video, green screens and blue screens are fabulous. Mm-hmm. If you are shooting photos, I hate them, here's why. If you're doing video, chroma keying is a thing Mm -hmm. you can chroma the green and it does a really excellent job for whatever freaking reason it does not work as well in photoshop and when it does key it leaves a green cast on your subject now theoretically it doesn't leave a green cast if you have a good 10 or 20 feet in between your subject and the green screen but then your green screen has to be ridiculously large and you need to have that much space which Let's face it, we don't. Yep. Yeah. Um, but even if you're doing it for video, it's kind of hard to light green screens. Think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> yeah. You you probably want to go with white or gray. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say probably. Uh, let's see. Mirror lens. Uh, I bought a mirror lens because it was, I want to say, tw- in between 10 or $20. I'm like, oh, I'll give this a try. And it's just garbage. But I love donut bokeh. <laughs> so bad it looks it the donut bokeh looks so bad and i did a test that i will i will one day do a real test and actually post it on the channel but um uh, it essentially is the same quality as a cropped 
version of my 7200 yeah yeah it's like it's just you think on a budget this would be great and it really is not unfortunately it's not it's um, not though i've got a lens one uh in the opposite direction <laughs> a the rokinon 14 mil 2.8 the manual really? 2.8 yeah because um, I, I've been thinking about those. I, I've used some of those, like, Rokinon T lenses. So here, so here's why. Did you, wait, is it a T lens or no? No, no, it's not a T lens. It's it's, it's okay. the standard 14 mil. Um, okay. So the, the T lens, the, their cinema lenses, basically, those are very good. Um, I'm talking about their standard photo 14 mil manual lens. And um, this isn't a bad lens. Like, it performs as like as you would expect perhaps a little bit better than you would expect um it is a nice full frame 14 mil lens the problem with it is i bought it um you know i was on more of a budget at the time and i really wanted an ultra wide uh lens and it was a good budget option the problem was that less than a year later i bought the 17 to 28 tamron and i literally have never once needed the three mil difference between seven Ooh, and f- 17 yeah. and 14 millimeters now a lot of people will say at the wide end three millimeters can make a big difference i 100 percent agree it 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 definitely is substantially wider have i ever needed that difference when i could just walk back a little bit farther no not once yeah so i i, I hugely discourage people save your money i would have it would have been better for me to put the money from this 14 mil into the 17 to 28 um i almost like i'm i would almost say don't buy a a prime ultra wide unless it's something very special because boy the 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 wide the wide zooms are so good now and they're so much more flexible and so much more useful in my opinion i like prime lenses i'm not a prime lens hater i'm just saying like in the ultra wide i have just been so pleased with having a a a wide to ultra wide uh uh, zoom and you should not buy the broken on 14 millimeter so i i have a funny anecdote about that so i bought the sigma I'm I'm not even gonna try. Uh, whatever the hell they're super ultra wide, fourteen to twenty, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the millimeter length. It's it's that same kind of thing. Yeah, it was ridiculously large, ridiculously heavy. It had one of those giant lens caps because it had a like almost fish. It was not a fisheye lens, but it had that fisheye kind of front cap. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just so heavy. Uh, all my tripods and ball heads hated it because like it doesn't have its own collar. It was just this unwieldy monster. And then uh, like the very first time I tried using it, it got bumped on something and the autofocus stopped working. I'm like, okay, it's obviously still under warranty. I'm just going to send it back and have them fix it. And I had a big trip. So because it was my Iceland trip, I'm like, oh, let me rent something. I need a landscape lens. Let's rent just like a small prime lens that'll you know get the job done mm-hmm. uh so i rented the canon 20 mil lens never looked back as soon as i got that lens back in from repair i sold it and my 20 mil lens i have loved forever uh and i've just never really had a good zoom i did have a zoom lens that i bought cheap but like i got my money's worth out of it i wouldn't say it was a bad purchase but like 
it wasn't a good lens. And mm-hmm. so I still preferred my 20 mm-hmm. um, because it was like 28. And 28 to 20 is a huge that jump. That's a big jump. Well, now, now I just bought a 2470, mm-hmm. which uh, I realized like on my last wedding of like, oh, do I even need this 20 anymore? But there was like one like interior shot yeah. that like I couldn't get because I'm in the corner of a room. And I'm like, oh, no, 24 to 20 is still a significant jump. I still like this lens. It's small. It's nice. It's portable. Great yeah. landscape lens. So there's something to be said for that. That is true. And I I agree with that. The The funny thing in my case is that the 14 mil is substantially larger and heavier than the 17 to 28. Uh, yeah so no, it's, no no when you get yeah, that wide the lenses get ridiculous the the canon 20 mil is about the size of a 50 mil mm-hmm. it is very small lens so yeah, that sure. that is the huge difference there um let's see what, that being what said, other there's probably some i, I know I, I have on my wish list some amazing like ultra wide lawa prime thing um they're out there occasionally i look at them and <laughs> and think that that would be a good idea um, but the 17 to 28 is so good. <laughs> I, I have used the Rokinon T lenses. Oh, I yeah. like T lenses if you yeah, shoot video. For sure, but, for sure. Um, let, let's see. What, what other cheap garbage? Oh, okay. So I'm not going to call them out by name, but this was a Kickstarter, and uh, the Kickstarter very much sucked at manufacturing, and by the time they actually delivered it, the Thad was gone. It was uh, Prism's. Or filters, or gla- little glass reflective-y things that you stick in front of your lens and it makes fun shapes. Um, I've never used it. I think I've used it once on a paid job, and that was because I was shooting a Catholic wedding that had a photo pit. Which means for two hours during the ceremony, they said, you must stand in this spot and you are not allowed to move. And I got bored, so I brought my prisms with me so that I would just be able to like play and kind of make something interesting while no one was moving or doing anything of interest for two hours. But that's the only time I've ever used it. <laughs> uh, I actually bought a prism that's like one of those just like bars mm-hmm. that was very cheap on Amazon. But like the very first time I accidentally bumped it against something, it just like shattered in a million pieces. I'm like, Oh, now it's a sharp piece of glass. It's trash now. Yeah. Th- uh, it's that- a fad. It's just, this you could totally if you're somebody who's really trigger happy on kickstarters this could uh, the worst things you have bought could totally be like all kickstarters slash um it might have taken so long to deliver that now you don't really care about it anymore um so yeah oh i definitely have some kickstarter regrets of but they're either like board games or household items or like okay that is a photography thing but you've never delivered it so Mm. does that count Side note, beware of Kickstarters. You can totally have the worst things you buy be Kickstarters. Easily. Yeah, we, we have several episodes on that, too. <laughs> uh, what else have I got? Um, this actually kind of is in Kickstarter land, because you see these on Kickstarter all the time. Bags. There are so hey, Stuart, many... I just bought, I just bought a new bag. <laughs> so many, well, so there are so many... <laughs> see this all the time and there have been a couple kickstarters with very successful bag kickstarters that are very successful there are a million kickstarters every year that say this is the best photo slash video bag that has ever been made you need to back us for like three four hundred dollars and we swear that this is worth a thousand dollars and it's the most amazing bag no no bag is the perfect bag unfortunately at least in my experience um nope I have bought so many bags chasing after the perfect bag. I eventually came to the conclusion that 
I have a mental illness and there is no <laughs> such thing as the perfect bag and I need to give up. Um, it's called gear acquisition syndrome, Stuart. <laughs> correct. But boy, do you want that perfect bag. You, you think, no, this is the one that's actually going to be the perfect bag. It never is. There's always something wrong with it. I have way too many bags. I have given people bags. I have, like, I, I just need to offload all of these bags. And You've given me some I've bags. I've given you but some bags. I, I, have, I have one of those, like, tote bins of mm. bags. Yes. And what I will say is I actually did cull through a bunch of those bags and get rid of them. But there are some bags of when I go hiking, mm-hmm. I like this bag. That's fine. When, yeah. uh, the new one I bought is more of, like, my hiking bag is very ugly, dirty, and unwieldy to use at, like, a wedding. Mm-hmm. So the new bag I bought is when I do weddings or city travel, I think this will be the bag. Um, when I have to when I have to pack things that are in weirder shapes that are more boxy and not backpack-like, this is the bag I like. Mm-hmm. So I do... I do have some of those different bags for different purposes and kind of on the day decide, but you're absolutely right. There's no perfect bag. And that's the way to do it. And actually that's as weird as it is to say, saying I bought too many bags. I would also encourage people instead of trying to chase after the one bag that you think will do everything, which a lot of these uh, Kickstarters and and companies say that that's, this is the bag that will do everything for you. um, You probably should have bags that are specific to a couple different things you know travel and weddings and hiking and whatever you might you might want to have you know three or four different bags that fit different purposes and that is going to be a better setup than trying to chase the one bag because chasing the one bag doesn't lead to happiness and you just have tons of bags that you can't use um and also quick side note um maybe look outside of photography bags maybe look at inserts for standard hiking bags or standard travel bags sometimes that can work so much better and there's so much nicer bags because the money was put into making the bag or backpack or whatever really good um and not putting in gimmicky photography features so Side note, maybe look outside of camera bags entirely for you. Yeah, your best the bag. the new backpack that I bought is a Manfrotto photo backpack. Um uh, but I think it was designed with like mirrorless in mm-hmm. mind. So I'm looking at their inserts, I'm like, oh man, did I just waste two hundred dollars? Like I'll I'll do a I'll do a review of it on the channel yeah. coming up here. But uh yeah, I mean it looks very nice. We'll see. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, when I first got started, I bought some really cheap flash triggers. I believe the brand was Cactus, but hmm. this was also circa 2009, 2010. So a lot has probably changed since then. Um, but uh, a light stand had a slight breeze. They tipped over. It, they cracked. So I think something happened with like the soldering. They were completely unreliable ever since. Mm. And um, I tried using them on a wedding, and they were working all day up until I went to do formal portraits with the bride and groom. And then um, that wedding was a disaster because uh, the everything was running late. Everything was bad. The uh, church lady hated weddings, and she's like, this is going to run on time, whether the bride and groom are there or not. I'm like, have you ever been to a wedding before? That's not how that works. Um, and she's like, you he's just like, you don't have any time for formal portraits. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yes, we do. And she looked at her watch and said, okay, you have four minutes. I'm like, great, I have four <laughs> minutes. And then my flash stopped working because oh, the triggers were excellent. stupid and cracked and cheap. 
And uh, so th- the next day, I went and bought Pocket Wizards. <laughs> nice, nice. They they hurt my soul and my wallet, but I've never looked back. Yeah, I have. Uh, uh, my last few items are in a similar vein. Um, cheap slash crappy slash knockoff stuff. Like, I'm a deal chaser. Uh, I want to be that person that's like, oh, well, I got this thing and it performs just as well as this other one, but it's so much cheaper. Um, notably in LED lights. I have a lot of LED lights uh, and they. Uh, it's it would have been better just to not buy any of them and just save <laughs> save the money for good LED lights. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't good deals out there. Like, you know, Godox makes quite incredibly performing stuff for pretty cheap. Um That's true. You know, there are brands out there that do that. Uh, Aperture, well, now Aperture's pretty expensive. It started out being a lot cheaper. Um, but Aperture pretty... was the knockoff. And it then, was, and now it's and really it, good. And now it's really um, good, and they realize, oh, we're good. We're going to charge more. Yeah, like like GVM stuff is is a little bit janky, a little bit cheap, but it performs pretty well. Like, I'm not saying that there aren't cheaper brands that are good or are worth your while, um, but there's just so much crap led lights out there i've bought too many of them um yes they were cheap but they end up not being used because either they're annoying to use or the output isn't nearly as good as you want it slash expected to be um for anything i mean lights i mean light light is the whole point almost at the end of the day for for photo and Mm -hmm. video like if you don't have good light then what's the point and buying uh cheap or buying crappy led lights is just not worth your time um even though it seems like a good deal uh long term you're going to replace them very quickly with something that's better and it's not gonna be worth it yes there are cheap ones that are good out there do your research um don't but just don't buy it just because it's cheap because it will you will likely fall into the pit of it not being nearly as good as you think that's very true uh, I think I think the only thing left on my list, and I'm not going to throw out anything specific because this is not their fault. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff that had some really good deals, Black Friday 2020, and so I'm like, oh sweet, I'm I'm going to do this. And then like I was busy and life was happening, and I'm like, I'll get to that probably next week. And it's been next week for uh, ten months now. <laughs> the lure of the deal. They yeah. are still in the packaging. Again, it is not their fault. It is my fault. I'm sure they're lovely toys as soon as I get around to freaking using them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right there with you. Um, just stuff because it's cheap in general is is so dangerous. Um, I have bought a couple cheap monopods that I regretted. Just buy a good monopod once. Um, I think you just bought a new monopod, Ben, right? I did, except it's on back order. I'm waiting well, waiting for it. It'll arrive eventually, but that one's not a cheap one. That is a very good one. <laughs> it is a very good one, yes. Um, and uh, I would say the last one is knockoff action cameras. Um, I have flirted <laughs> with knockoff action cameras in the past thinking, I... oh... This is going to be good. And you know, every, no. when you say knockoff action camera, I have seen so many articles of like, whoa, is this camera going to kill GoPro? And then they do a comparison and they're like, what's the best? GoPro. Still GoPro. GoPro is yeah. the best. Yeah. There, I... there has yet to be a competitor that has knocked GoPro off their top tier spot. Try as everyone may. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's just it's funny to me because yeah, the cheap one might get the job done, but mm. if you have the choice, GoPro is still better. 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, for, for all around, get a GoPro. Insta360 is not really, I wouldn't really call them a knockoff. They're kind of a different thing. They do stuff really well. Um, Sony used to do stuff really well until they got out of the market. I wish they didn't. Um, but yeah, all of the random knockoff action cameras, they're not going to be as good. <laughs> just save up your money. So I actually uh, just had a friend. Uh, he was trying to do a video shoot, and he had a third-party Chinese gimbal that I cannot even begin to pronounce the brand of. I will butcher it. Uh, it starts with an F, and it's Chinese. I'll let you figure out the rest. Um he pressed the power button and black smoke came out of it. Whoa. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't have a gimbal today, so my video shoot is dead in the water. Which, uh, that might be oh, another no. another episode on maybe having backup gear or how to think on your feet or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it shouldn't kill your whole shoot. But, like, yeah, man, that's what you get when you pay $100 for a gimbal when gimbals don't cost $100. <laughs> dangerous literally dangerous <laughs> literally dangerous <laughs> but yeah so yeah those are those are the worst things i bought as a photographer yep. uh what about you listener let us know what is the dumbest or worst purchase the baddest investment baddest worst baddest the most badly investment <laughs> you have ever made as a photographer uh let us know hello at photo dash op dot show uh email us what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on as a photographer we know there are we know there are dumb things you've bought just admit it just come clean it'll feel so good to come clean <laughs> if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.